Welcome to the Men of Magic, an interview podcast that gets into the lives of your favorite Magic the Gathering personalities, with your hosts, Robert Martin and Chris Atla. And now, the Men of Magic begins. Robert Martin from Men of Magic, here with Christian Calcano, now world traveler. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about him, his deck, the series, going overseas, lots of fun stuff. All right. Say hello. Hey, everybody. All right, let's first talk about the trip overseas to uh, the Grand Prix. Barcelona? Barcelona. Sure. Uh, what made you decide to go to Barcelona? Uh, after I top, 16, uh, top 12 Denver, I was on nine points, and I figured since it's a, kind of an easy trip for me, since I'm on the East Coast, and I had a friend who lives there, and he offered me a place, so I just figured, you know, it'd be a good tournament to go to. How was the experience of it, just being able to go to Barcelona? Uh, it was definitely sweet. Uh, I've always wanted to go to Spain. But, um, I speak Spanish and everything, so... You know, it was definitely, I enjoyed my time. Even though I, I didn't do well in the tournament, I still got to see some of the sights, which I normally don't get to when I go to tournaments. So that was good. I'd like to go back to Denver. I know this isn't one of your best points about it, but we were watching you on the coverage on Gigi's Live, and on Gigi's Live you have a tremendous following, uh, whether it's Gigi's Live or SCG Live. And everybody's rooting for you. And you legitimately had a chance that had you not played the person that had to get in, mm-hmm. you would have top-dated. Right. Uh, the, the frustration of that moment when you had to play the match, what were you thinking? Yeah, I was, like as soon as I saw the pairing, I, I was completely upset. And I, I knew who the player was because I played him uh, the week before in Paris. So, I mean, you know, I definitely knew he was good, obviously. But... It, you know, it just, it definitely, it was def- it definitely sucked that I knew that I just had to draw and get in and got paired down, but that only lasted like about a minute or so. Once I knew, you know, like, okay, I gotta play, just, I'm just gonna win, you know? So I just, I went into the match with the mindset of gonna win. Alright, I gotta ask about that, the tilt factor. Lots of, even some of the best pros suffer from tilt once in a while, even if definitely. it's quick. And it goes away. How do you deal with potentially going on tilt? Well, I mean, I know beforehand, like before Nashville, it was pretty bad for me. Uh, I got to always go on tilt during games or in between games, and it would always affect my play. But now I just pretty much, like I talked to Jerry Thompson about it, and he helped me out. He just pretty, pretty much said just... Just basically forget about it. Like, it's in the past. You can't do anything about it. Just focus on playing the game. And that's all you can really do. Let's talk about your association with MBC, MTT Chicago. Um, when when did that start? And uh, what uh, do you guys do for each other? Or what do they do for you? Um, when did it start? That's a good question. I think it started in... I think it started in Portland, maybe. Uh, they, were, they were the first... They were the first, uh, or the only, actually, company to come at me, offering me uh, sponsorship, and basically they just they just helped me. Well, they uh, give me appearance fees for the pro tours and the grand prix, and that's it, really. Uh, I don't like I don't write articles or anything. They don't. I don't even think they have articles on their site or anything. But 
yeah, that's that's really all. Yeah. Is that something you want to get into, article writing? Um, I mean, I, I've I've been asked to write before, but right now I'm not I'm not too sure. I'm, I've never been writing's never been one of the things I like to do. So even though whatever I did write, it was it was always something about something I liked, and I obviously like magic a lot. So I figured I could write, but uh, right now I don't think I'm gonna do anything like that. If you had the opportunity to do the a lot of the guys are doing the draft videos or the match play videos. Uh, is that something maybe down the line you'd be looking interested in doing? Yeah, possibly. I mean, I've also been asked to do that too, but uh, I'll think I might I might end up doing it. But you know, it's, there's a lot of people doing it already too. But I guess you know, one more pro, I guess yeah. to, you know, to to do that wouldn't hurt. But yeah, I'll, definitely something I'll think about. What is your thoughts on how the Star City Games Tour has helped yourself and how things go with that? How do you think that's helped you as a player? Mm, uh, really? Like, you know, it's definitely nice to have those tournaments. Like, another... It's kind of like its own pro tour in a sense, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it has a big following. A lot of players play... Uh, you know, play for a lot of money, obviously. So, you know, it's definitely, it's definitely helped improve my play too. You know? And it definitely helped me a lot for Worlds, the week, the week of Worlds, because had I not played in Richmond, I, I don't even know if I would have done as well as I did. Is there a now that you have those pro points right now? Mm-hmm. What is your goal for this year on? The uh, for me, it's definitely reaching level eight. Like, I want to at least once in my magic career. I want to be. I definitely. I want to be level eight, and I want to be kind of like what Martin Juice is doing. Just and Shuhei, they they go to every single Grand Prix and all the pro tours, obviously. And I I just want to do that just once, you know, just experience that. So that's definitely my goal now. That's another reason why I went to Spain because I was, I was just trying to get as many points as I could. And then you know, starting off with nine points. Only a quarter of the way through, it's, it's a pretty good start. So, uh, What are you playing today? Uh, I'm playing Rug. Playing Rug? Yeah. And you said there wasn't really much variant to it. It was the kind of standard 75 that's been played? Yeah, it's it was basically, it's the same, I think it's the same, the same main deck that Alex Bernatini ran in the SCG LA. And I just changed the sideboard a bit, that's all. What is your best matchup with Rug and your worst matchup? Uh, I think my best matchup would probably be any Aggro deck, like Boros or something. And my worst matchup would probably be Valka okay. or Eldrazi Green. Uh, do you think that this deck is well positioned against the, obviously, the, the blue-white menace? Um, I think... It's not well positioned, but it's definitely like you're definitely a favorite going to the turn, going to the match, but not not that big of a favorite. Probably like maybe 55, 45, something around there. You said you talked about your career and that you want to make level eight once in your career. At least once. <laughs> at least once. Okay. Yeah. Well, at least once. We'll get there. Right. At least once. How long do you want to do this? And then what would you like to do after this? Um, honestly, I'm not. I don't really know. I'm just. I feel like I want to be on the Pro Tour for like at least five years or something. Kind of like, you know, build a resume that potentially could get me to the Hall of Fame down the road. Assuming Magic's still around, which I think it will be. Oh, yeah. And 
As for after magic, I'm not I'm not really too sure. I could possibly, you know, depending on how my magic career goes, could end up working for Wizards or something. So, so you would like to work for Wizards if that was possible? Yeah, definitely. Design, stuff like that. Yeah. When it comes to decks or design sets that they've come out with lately, did Infect bother you at all when it came out? Did it give you one of those kind of pause uh... moments? It was kind of more like, wow, like, I can't believe they kind of did that. But like, it didn't bother me. I thought it was definitely interesting because I never... The only like the only thing... The only the closest I ever got a Poison was like playing... Was it Time Spiral Draft with like Burial and Sliver and stuff? But I mean, I think... I think I mean, I like it as far as limited goes. All right, I'll ask you. They're going to reprint the Titans in M12. At least that's the rumor because they're sure. giving them these promos. Is that good or bad? Uh, it's definitely more good than bad. Like they're, I think they're all pretty well balanced. So I don't. Like, it's definitely not bad. That's for sure. The the leaked cards that came out of Japan for the newest set, um, showing Karn having seven in this plus four yeah. minus three and the ultimate ability. Your thoughts on Karn? If it's if it's legit, if it's truly the way it's going to be, what do you think? Is it playable at seven? Um, not really sure. I mean, I think it's playable, but I don't I don't like the whole Charizard kind of thing ability. But it's really not since once you ultimate Karn, you're going to win because you're going to have you're going to start basically you're going to start the new game with an overwhelming advantage and. There's no way your opponent's gonna win. Like you can just like plus four Karn twice on yourself and remove like two really good planeswalkers like Jace or Gideon and then ultimate and you start a new game with Jason Gideon with this. It's gonna obviously win. Is there is there a time now for you that you're because because you're young and really enjoying life with this and talk about do that. Uh, is there are you going to school? Not at the moment. Uh, I went I went to college for three years doing accounting, but in the end I didn't really like it much, so I ended up just dropping out. But um, I, I I plan on going back at some point, probably soon, hopefully in the fall, and I think I might get into math or something, since math was always the subject I liked the most in junior high school and high school. It's like yeah. like teaching? Probably not teaching, but maybe somewhere along the lines of uh, possibly. Using that to, I don't know, maybe do sports handling or something along the lines. Okay. Kind of like but Paul Keon does. Yeah, kind of like the old Curacao guys. Because a lot of Magic players ended up doing that. And they're all pretty successful at that. So. Is there... what? Because a lot of them cross over from Magic into poker. Is that something you're interested in doing? Yeah. I've tried to do well at poker too, but I, I definitely... I'm not anywhere near... Uh, I'm not good. I'm not good enough to make a living off it or see any real income off it yet. But that's definitely one of the things I want to try and get better at for sure. And like David Williams, where yeah. you can just kind of step in and win hundreds of thousands at a tournament, then come back and, and just play magic and play yeah. magic like it's yeah. nothing. Yeah. Is there a moment? What is what are the mo- what is the moment you're looking for this year? I know you talked about top eight, but. Holding a Pro Tour trophy in your hand. Yeah. That, What's that, that moment going to be like for you? It's coming. It's. What's that moment going to be like for you? Let's say it's this weekend, and your deck runs the field, and you blow everybody away, and now you're staring there. You have Bill Stark there, 
writing writing your article, you have Rashad wanting you on air, you have us wanting to talk to you. What's that moment going to be like for you? Honestly, it's going to be the best moment in my career. Uh, pretty much all the hard work I've been through, like all the, like the seven years of grinding, pretty much all paying off, you know? So... Definitely a moment um, I've been waiting for for a long time, ever since I got into competitive magic. That's always what I wanted. What made you start magic in the first place? Uh, well, uh, I also like played Yu-Gi-Oh! And I had a friend who played both games, and he just introduced me to magic. And ever since then, once I learned about like the Pro Tour and stuff like that, I, I was just I was like, this is definitely something I want to do. Is there anybody, if you sit across the table from that even gives you kind of a little pause of this is going to be really difficult? Uh, basically, you know, any, pretty much any established pro or anyone that I rec- like, there are also like a lot of players that I know that are, you know, good enough to be on the pros or who aren't and people might not know them. But I actually look, always look forward to playing players like that because I just feel it brings out the best of me whenever I play. So it will definitely make me feel like if I see the parents and I see I'm playing Luis Vargas, I'll be like, oh, I can't believe I'm playing LSB. But like once we sit down and start playing, you know, I'm just like, you know, it's time to play. So again, we'll go back to this weekend. You're sitting there, final match. Who do you want to play? Who do you want to play and why? Who do I want to play? Yeah. I don't even know if I could just name one player, you know. It would probably, I'd probably want to play one of my friends, to be honest. Like maybe like Edgar Flores or something, you know. Because uh, just knowing that, like, regardless, regardless of who wins, you know, we're both going to be happy with the outcome. No, knowing that both of us uh, are on the pro tour now, both had a good finish and stuff. So, yeah. your testing group, the group of people you work with, communicate with for this. We talked about Edgar. Um, you talked about what Jerry T's talked to you before. Is 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 that kind of the group of people that you kind of deck tech with, or um, like I don't see my thing is I don't really test much. But uh, I do, like, whenever it comes to, like, these tournaments, I, I definitely talk to them and ask them, you know, what deck, what decks they will play, if they have a list. Like, Jerry, Jerry's helped me out with lists before in the past, Aspermachini, pretty much, you know, those, those, the, the players that are pretty hot right now, that I've been friends with for a while now, they, I always go to them when it comes to tournaments. All right, I gotta ask, Jerry T is putting together... A ridiculous here on the open series. Yeah, yeah. Ridiculous. It's like every week he walks in and you just put an eight right there. <laughs> yeah. You just might as well take that bracket and slap his name right in there. Might as well give him the trophy right Well, he's had some weeks he hasn't won a trophy. He's damn close every week. Yeah. What is it as an observer and a friend to see someone put together this kind of year? What is it like to just see it and know that, you know, this is really, truly groundbreaking? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's just, I think it just goes to show, you know, how good of a player he really is, you know, and how dedicated he is to breaking the format every single tournament he goes to. Like every single, especially like, I know in the past month, there was uh, like four city tournaments in a row, so he would he would go in into those tournaments with his deck tag, and as soon as he gets out, right away he's just thinking about 
uh, how is it going to break the format for the next one, you know? So it's just going to show how much all this hard work pays off. So you're you're doing this, you're doing the Star City stuff, you're doing the Grand Prix. How many weeks are you going to be out this year playing? A lot, actually. I'm not, I'm not too sure, like, because, because of work, I'm not going to play in as many Star City tournaments as I would like to. Like, I wish I could play in all of them, obviously, but... Uh, you know, my main focus is the pro tour. So, like, I'll go, I'll go to a, to a Grand Prix, even if it's overseas, before I'll go to a pro tour. Like, I mean, sorry, to an NSC tournament. Like, I might, as far as the Invitational goes in Indy, I think I'm just gonna go to Singapore instead the week before Japan. So, are you gonna be able to do both? Both. Like, so you do that. You're on to Japan. Yeah, I'm. I'm de- I should definitely be going to a pro tour. Hopefully, I can sort out some financial issues that I have. But like, I know if I if I'm going to the pro tour, I definitely want to go to Singapore too. I don't I don't, I don't want to go to the Invitational. I'd rather just try and play in another Grand Prix and catch more points. What do you do for a living? Uh, I'm just I'm a taxi dispatcher. I work part time. I don't pay rent, so pretty much all all my uh, like my work is just to fund my traveling. Now, how much you said you didn't use? What do you do for fun outside of magic? What's what's what do you do if it's a not you're not going away, you're not going to an event? This is Saturday night or this is Saturday, and you're getting ready to plan your Saturday. What are you doing? Uh, <laughs> honestly, I don't I don't get to do much because. Most of the friends I have are, are, are Magic friends. Yeah. Especially like I don't I don't have many friends outside of Magic, and the deal with uh, my job is my job's at night, mm. so I I never get to do anything in the daytime because all my friends are at work, and then once they're all out of work, I have to go to work, and that's a, stuff that sucks. But uh, on the weekends, mostly like if I don't have an event to go to, I most most of the times I end up going to John Finkel's place to drive. Uh, we play basketball sometimes. Uh, I'll go see a movie once in a while with some friends. But yeah, that's, that's about it, really. What is it like to do the Finkel draft? Got to uh, share that experience because, I mean, it's it's a unique experience. So share yeah. that, you know. I mean, I know I was a little nervous the first time I went. You know, I, you know, I didn't know John at all. But you know, since I knew everyone who was there, they gladly accepted me. In. Uh, and, you know, it was... I just, I don't know, I just felt like, I'm trying to say, like, it was definitely, I guess it was somewhat special, but it kind of, I kind of felt like, you know, it was just a bunch of pros just having fun, playing the draft, you know? Well, why don't we do this? If we're almost at 20 minutes, give me more time than I wanted, and I really appreciate this. Sure. Where can people find you at online or something like that so they can contact you or follow you or do uh, something like that? I got a, I, I made a Twitter account a month ago. It's uh, C. Calcano. And uh, I guess Facebook also. Most I do have, yeah, I usually accept most people on Facebook, but... Now I'm starting to get to a point where, you know, if I don't know you, I probably won't accept you, but... Time to get a fan page. Uh, like I don't Chapin? think I'd go that far. Uh, like, all, all, all those guys that have fan pages are, like, like you know, 2,500 friends on Facebook, and I'm, I'm nowhere near that, but... I mean, 
it's like I'll do the Twitter. Like Twitter is probably the best, the best place for now. Okay. Uh, is there anything else you want to promote, talk about outside of the MTG Mom sticker that you're wearing that yeah. everybody wears? Yeah. Uh, Megan, just so you know, there are a lot of them wearing them this week. So yeah. she can't be here this week, but you know, okay, she was okay. very upset about that. But you know, well, why we're doing that before we close out here? What is it like to have someone like Megan who is doing the things that she does for the community? What, what do you think about that? You know, she's always just trying to help out everyone. She does a lot of events, you know, brings cupcakes to all the players, stuff like that. It's just really good to have someone like that be a part of the community who just wants, basically, just wants everyone to have a good time and stuff. So, yeah. Well, on that note, this is Robert Kristen from Minimagic, and we're done. Robert Martin from Minimagic. We were Christian Calcano, now world traveler. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about him, his deck, the series, going overseas, lots of fun stuff. All right. Say hello. Hey, everybody. All right, let's first talk about the trip overseas to uh, the Grand Prix. Barcelona? Barcelona. Sure. Uh, what made you decide to go to Barcelona? Uh, after I top 16, uh, top 12 Denver, I was on nine points, and I figured since it's a kind of an easy trip for me since I'm on the East Coast, and I had a friend who lives there, and he offered me a place, so I just figured you know it'd be a good tournament to go to. How was the experience of it, just being able to go to Barcelona? Uh, it was definitely sweet. Uh, I've always wanted to go to Spain, but um, I speak Spanish and everything, so. You know, it was definitely, I enjoyed my time. Even though I, I didn't do well in the tournament, I still got to see some of the sites, which I normally don't get to when I go to tournaments. So that was good. I'd like to go back to Denver. I know this isn't one of your best points about it, but we were watching you on the coverage on Gigi's Live, and on Gigi's Live you have a tremendous following, uh, whether it's Gigi's Live or SCG Live. And everybody's rooting for you. And you legitimately had a chance that had you not played the person that had to get in, mm -hmm. you would have top dated. Right. Uh, the, the frustration of that moment when you had to play the match, what were you thinking? Yeah, I was like, as soon as I saw the pairing, I, I was completely upset. And I, I knew who the player was because I played him uh, the week before in Paris. So, I mean, you know, I definitely knew he was good, obviously. But, it, you know, it just, it definitely, it was def it definitely sucked that I knew that I just had to draw and get in and got paired down. But that only lasted like about a minute or so. Once I knew, you know, okay, I got to play, just, I'm just going to win, you know. So I just, I went into the match with the mindset of who's going to win. All right, I got to ask about that, the tilt factor. Lots of... Even some of the best pros suffer from tilt once in a while. Even if it's quick and it goes away, how do you deal with potentially going on tilt? Well, I mean, I know beforehand, like before Nashville, it was pretty bad for me. Uh, I got to always go on tilt during games or in between games, and it would always affect my play. But now I just pretty much, like I talked to Jerry Thompson about it, and he helped me out. He just pretty, pretty much said just... Just basically forget about it. Like, it's in the past. You can't do anything about it. Just focus on playing the game. And that's all you can really do. 
Let's talk about your association with MTC, MTT Chicago. Um, when when did that start, and uh, what uh, do you guys do for each other, or what do they do for you? Um, when did it start? That's a good question. I think it started in I think it started in Portland, maybe. Uh, they were they were the first they were the first uh, or the only actually company to come at me offering me uh, sponsorship and basically they just they just help me well they uh, give me appearance fees for the posters and the grand prix and that's it really I don't like I don't write articles or anything they don't I don't even think they have articles on their site or anything but yeah that's that's really all yeah is that something you want to get into article writing um I mean I, I've I've been asked to write before but Right now, I'm not. I'm not too sure. I'm, I've never been writing's never been one of the things I like to do. So, even though whatever I did write, it was it was always something about something I liked, and obviously like magic a lot. So I figured I could write, but uh, right now I don't think I'm gonna do anything like that. If you had the opportunity to do the, a lot of the guys are doing the draft videos or the match play videos. Uh, is that something maybe down the line you'd be looking interested in doing? Yeah, possibly. I mean, I've also been asked to do that too, but uh, I'll think I might I might end up doing it. But you know, there's a lot of people doing it already too. But I guess you know, one more pro, I guess you know, to to do that wouldn't hurt. But yeah, definitely something I'll think about. What is your thoughts on how the Star City Games tour has helped? yourself and how things go with that how do you think it's helped you as a player mm, uh, really like you know it's definitely nice to have those tournaments like another it's kind of like its own pro tour in a sense you know mm -hmm. like it has a big following a lot of players play uh, you know play for a lot of money obviously so you know it's definitely it's definitely helped improve my play too, you know. And it definitely helped me a lot for Worlds, the week, the week of Worlds, because had I not played in Richmond, I, I don't even know if I would have done as well as I did. Is there a, now that you have those pro points right now, mm -hmm. what is your goal for this year on the pro tour? Uh, for me, it's definitely reaching level eight. Like, I want to, at least once in my magic career, I want to be, I definitely I want to be level eight, and I want to be kind of like what Martin Juice is doing. Just and Shuhei, they they go to every single Grand Prix and all the Pro Tours, obviously. And I I just want to do that just once, you know, just experience that. So that's definitely my goal now. That's another reason why I went to Spain because I was I was just trying to get as many points as I could. And then you know, starting off with nine points, only a quarter of the way through, it's it's a pretty good start. So, uh, what are you playing today? Uh, I'm playing rug. Playing rug. Yeah. And you said there wasn't really much variant to it. It was the kind of standard 75 that's been played. Yeah, it's it was basically it's the same. I think it's the same the same main deck that Alex Bernatini ran in the SCG LA. And I just changed the sideboard a bit. That's all. What is your best matchup with Rug and your worst matchup? Uh. I think my best match would probably be any aggro deck, like Boros or something. And my worst match would probably be Valakut okay. or Eldrazi Green. Uh, do you think that this deck is well positioned against the, obviously, the the blue-white menace? Um, I think... 
it's not well positioned, but it's definitely like you're definitely a favorite going to turn going to the match, but not not that big of a period. Probably like maybe fifty five, forty five, something around there. You said you talked about your career and that you want to make level eight once in your career. At least once. <laughs> at least once. Okay, yeah. well at least once. We'll get there right, at least once. How long do you want to do this and then what would you like to do after this? Um Honestly, I'm not, I don't really know, I'm just, I, I feel like I want to be on the Pro Tour for like at least five years or something, kind of like, you know, build a resume that potentially could get me to the Hall of Fame down the road, assuming Magic's still around, which I think it will be, oh, yeah. and as for after Magic, I'm not, I'm not really too sure, I could possibly, you know, depending on how my magic career goes could end up working for Wizards or something. So. so you would like to work for Wizards if that was possible? Yeah, definitely. Design, stuff like that. Yeah. When it comes to decks or design sets that they've come out with lately, mm-hmm. did Infect bother you at all when it came out? Did it give you one of those kind of pause uh, moments? It was kind of more like, wow, like, I can't believe they kind of did that. But like, it didn't bother me. I thought it was definitely interesting because I never... The only like it's the only thing, the only the closest I ever got a poison was like playing what was it time trial draft with like very little sliver and stuff. But I mean I think I think I mean I like it as far as limited goes. All right, I'll ask you. They're going to reprint the Titans in M12. At least that's the rumor because they're sure. giving them these promos. Is that good or bad? Uh, it's definitely more good than bad. Like. They're, I think they're all pretty well balanced, so I don't. Like, it's definitely not bad. That's for sure. The the leaked cards that came out of Japan for the newest set, um, showing Karn having seven in this plus four yeah. minus three and the ultimate ability. Your thoughts on Karn? If it's if it's legit, if it's truly the way it's going to be, what do you think? Is it playable at seven? Um. Not really sure. I mean, I think it's playable, but I don't. I don't like the whole Charizard kind of thing ability. But it's really not since once you ultimate Karn, you're gonna win because you're gonna have. You're gonna start. Basically, you're gonna start the new game with an overwhelming advantage, and there's no way your opponent's gonna win. Like you can just like plus four Karn twice on yourself and remove like two really good planeswalkers like Jace or Gideon, and then ultimate. And you start a new game with Jason getting a place, so It's gonna obviously win. Is there is there a time now for you that you're because because you're young and really enjoying life with this and talk about do that? Uh, is there are you going to school? Not at the moment. Uh, I went I went to college for three years doing accounting, but in the end I didn't really like it much, so I ended up just dropping out. But um, I, I I plan on going back at some point, probably soon, hopefully in the fall, and I think I might get into math or something. Since math was always the subject I liked the most in junior high school and high school. Like yeah. like teaching? Probably not teaching, but maybe somewhere along the lines of uh, possibly using that to I don't know maybe do sports gambling or something along the lines. Kind of like Paul Keon does. Yeah, kind of like the old Curacao guys. Because a lot of Magic players ended up doing that. And they're all pretty successful at that. Is there... What? Because a lot of them cross over from Magic into poker. Is Mm -hmm. that something you're interested in doing? Yeah. I've tried to do well at poker too, but I I definitely... I'm not anywhere near 
uh, I'm not good. I'm not good enough to make a living off it or see any real income off it yet. But that's definitely one of the things I want to try and get better at for sure. Kind of like David Williams, where yeah. you can just kind of step in and win hundreds of thousands at a tournament, then come back and, and just play magic and play yeah. magic like it's yeah. nothing. Yeah. Is there a moment? What is what are the mo- what is the moment you're looking for this year? I know you talk about top eight, but holding a Pro Tour trophy in your hand. Yeah, that, what's that, that moment going to be like for you? It's coming. It's what's that moment going to be like for you? Let's say it's this weekend, and your deck runs the field, and you blow everybody away, and now you're staring there. You have Bill Stark there writing writing your article. You have Rashad wanting you on air. You have us wanting to talk to you. What's that moment going to be like for you? Obviously, it's definitely going to be the best moment in my career. Uh, pretty much all the hard work I've been through, like all the like the seven years of grinding, pretty much all paying off, you know. So, definitely a moment um, I've been waiting for for a long time, ever since I got into competitive magic. That's always what I wanted. What made you start magic in the first place? Uh, well, uh, I also like played Yu-Gi-Oh! And I had a friend who played both games, and he just introduced me to magic and ever since then once I learned about like the pro tour and stuff like that I I was just I was like this is definitely something I want to do is there anybody if you sit across the table from that even gives you kind of a little pause of this is going to be really difficult uh basically you know any pretty much any established pro or anyone that I rec- like, there are also like a lot of players that I know that are, you know, good enough to be on the pro tour who aren't, and some people might not know them. But I actually look always look forward to playing players like that because I just feel it brings out the best of me whenever I play. So it will definitely make me feel like if I see the parents and I see I'm playing Luis Scott Vargas, I'll be like, oh, I can't believe I'm playing LSB. But like once we sit down and start playing, you know, I'm just like, you know, it's time to play. So again, we'll go back to this weekend. You're sitting there. Final match. Who do you want to play? Who do you want to play and why? Who do I want to play? Yeah. Hmm. I don't even know if I could just name one player. You know, it would probably I'd probably want to play one of my friends to be honest, and maybe like I could forward or something. You know, because uh, just knowing that, like, regardless, regardless of who wins, you know, it's, we're both gonna be happy with the outcome. No, knowing that both of us uh, are on the pro tour now, both had a good finish and stuff. So, yeah. your testing group, the group of people you work with, communicate with for this. We talked about Edgar. Um, you talked about what Jerry T's talked to you before. Is 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 that kind of the group of people that you kind of deck tech with, or um, I, like I don't see my thing is I don't really test much, but I do like whenever it comes to like these tournaments, I I definitely talk to them and ask them you know what deck what decks they would play if they have a list. Like Jerry Jerry's helped me out with lists before in the past. Alex Bertini. Pretty much, you know, those, those, the players that are pretty hot right now that I've been friends with for a while now, they, I always go to them when it comes to tournaments. All right, I gotta ask, Kerry T is putting together 
a ridiculous year on the Open Series. Yeah, yeah. Ridiculous. It's like every week he walks in and you just put an eight <laughs> right there. You just might as well take that bracket and slap his name right in there. Might as well give him the trophy right Well, he's had some weeks he hasn't won a trophy. He's damn close every week. Yeah. What is it as an observer and a friend to see someone put together this kind of year? What is it like to just see it and know that, you know, this is really, truly groundbreaking? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's just, it just goes to show, you know, how good of a player he really is, you know, and how dedicated he is to breaking the format every single tournament he goes to. Like every single, especially like, I know in the past month, there was uh, like four super tournaments in a row. So he would he would go in into those tournaments with his deck tag, and as soon as he gets out, right away he's just thinking about uh, how's he going to break the format for the next one, you know? So that's... It's supposed to show how much all this hard work pays off. So you're you're doing this, you're doing the Star City stuff, you're doing the Grand Prix. How many weeks are you going to be out this year playing? A lot, actually. I'm not I'm not too sure, like because because of work, I'm not going to play in as many Star City tournaments as I would like to. Like I wish I could play in all of them, obviously, but. Uh, you know, my main focus is the Pro Tour, so like I'll go, I'll go to a, to a Grand Prix, even if it's overseas, before I'll go to a Pro Tour. Like, I mean, sorry, to a NFC tournament. But, like, I might, as far as the Invitational goes in Indy, I think I'm just gonna go to Singapore instead the week before Japan. So, are you gonna be able to do both? Both, like, like you do that, you're going to Japan. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I should definitely be going to a pro tour. Hopefully, I can sort out some financial issues that I have. But like, I know if I if I'm going to the pro tour, I definitely want to go to Singapore too. I don't. I don't. I don't want to go to the Invitational. I'd rather just try and play another Grand Prix and catch more points. What do you do for a living? Uh, I'm just. I'm a taxi dispatcher. I work part time. I don't pay rent, so pretty much all all my uh, like my work is just to fund my traveling. Now, how much you said you didn't? You didn't what do you do for fun outside of Magic? What's what's what do you do if it's a not? You're not going away. You're not going to an event. This is Saturday night or this is Saturday, and you're getting ready to plan your Saturday. What are you doing? Uh, <laughs> honestly, I don't. I don't get to do much because most of the friends I have are, are, are Magic friends. Yeah. Especially like I don't I don't have many friends outside of Magic, and the deal with uh, my job is my job's at night, mm. so I I never get to do anything in the daytime because all my friends are at work, and then once they're all out of work, I have to go to work. You know, so sucks. That sucks. But uh, on the weekends, mostly like. If I don't have an event to go to, I most most of the times I end up going to John Finkel's place to draft. Uh, we play basketball sometimes. Uh, I'll go see a movie once in a while with some friends. But that's, that's about it, really. What is it like to do the Finkel draft? Got to uh, share that experience because I mean it's it's a unique experience. So share yeah. that, you know. I mean, I know I was a little nervous the first time I went. You know, because I, you know I didn't know John at all. But you know, since I knew everyone who was there, they gladly accepted me. And, uh, and you know, it was, I just, I don't know, I just felt like, how to say, it, like, it was definitely, I guess it was somewhat special, but it kind of, I kind of felt like, you know, it was just a bunch of pros just having fun, playing the draft, you know? 
Well, why don't we do this? Since we're almost at 20 minutes, give me more time than I wanted, and I really appreciate this. Sure. Where can people find you at online or something like that so they can contact you or follow you or do uh, something like that? I got a, I, I made a Twitter account a month ago. It's uh, C. Calcano. And uh, I guess Facebook also. Most I do have... Yeah, I usually accept most people on Facebook, but now I'm starting to get to a point where, you know, if I don't know you, I probably won't accept you, but... Time to get a fan page. Uh, like I don't Chapin? think I'd go that far. Like, all, all, all those guys on fan pages are all, like, like you know, 2,500 friends on Facebook, and I'm, I'm nowhere near that, but... It's like, I'll do the Twitter, like, Twitter is probably the best, the best place for now. Okay. Uh, is there anything else you want to promote, talk about outside of the MTG mom sticker that you're wearing that everybody wears? Uh, Megan, just so you know, there are a lot of them wearing them this week, so she can't be here this week, but, you know, she was very upset about that, but, you know. Well, why we're doing that before we close out here, what is it like to have someone like Megan who is doing the things that she does for the community? What, what do you think about that? You know, she's always just trying to help out everyone. She does a lot of events, you know, brings cupcakes to all the players, stuff like that. It's just really good to have someone like that be a part of the community who just wants, basically, just wants everyone to have a good time and stuff. So, yeah. Well, on that note, this is Robert Kristen from Minimagic, and we're done. Robert Martin from Minimagic. We were Christian Calcano, now world traveler. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about him, his deck, the series, going overseas, lots of fun stuff. All right. Say hello. Hey, everybody. All right, let's first talk about the trip overseas to uh, the Grand Prix. Barcelona? Barcelona. Sure. Uh, what made you decide to go to Barcelona? Uh, after I top sixteen, uh, top twelve, Denver, I was on nine points, and I figured since it's a kind of an easy trip for me, since I'm on the East Coast, and I had a friend who lives there, and he offered me a place, so I just figured, you know, it'd be a good tournament to go to. How was the experience of it, just being able to go to Barcelona? Uh, it was definitely sweet. Uh, I've always wanted to go to Spain, but um, I speak Spanish and everything, so you know, it's definitely I enjoyed my time, even though I. I didn't do well in the tournament. I still got to see some of the sites, which I normally don't get to when I go to tournaments, so that was good. I'd like to go back to Denver. I know this isn't one of your best points about it, but we were watching you on the coverage on Gigi's Live, and on Gigi's Live you have a tremendous following, uh, whether it's Gigi's Live or SCG Live, and everybody's rooting for you. And you legitimately had a chance that had you not played the person that had to get in, mm -hmm. you would have top dated. Right. Uh, the, the frustration of that moment when you had to play the match, what were you thinking? Yeah, I was like, as soon as I saw the pairing, I, I was completely upset. And I, I knew who the player was because I played him uh, the week before in Paris. So, I mean, you know, I definitely knew he was good, obviously. But, it, you know, it just, it definitely, it was definitely, it definitely sucked that I knew that I just had to draw and get in and got paired down. But that only lasted like about a minute or so. Once I knew, you know, okay, I got to play, just, I'm just going to win, you know. So I just, I went into the match with the mindset of, I'm going to win. All right, I got to ask about that. The 
tilt factor. Lots of, even some of the best pros suffer from tilt once in a while, even if it's quick and it goes away. How do you deal with potentially going on tilt? Well, I mean, I know beforehand, like before Nashville, it was pretty bad for me. Uh, I got always go on tilt during games or in between games, and it would always affect my play. But now I just pretty much, like I talked to Jerry Thompson about it, and he helped me out. He just pretty, pretty much said just, just basically forget about it. Like it's in the past. You can't do anything about it. Just focus on playing the game. And that's all you can really do. Let's talk about your association with MTC, MTT Chicago. Um, when when did that start, and uh, what uh, do you guys do for each other, or what do they do for you? Um, when did it start? That's a question. I think it started in I think it started in Portland, maybe. Uh, they were they were the first they were the first uh, or the only actually company to come at me and offering me uh, sponsorship and basically they just they just help me you know, they uh, give me appearance fees for the pro tours and the grand prix and that's it really uh, i don't like i don't write articles or anything they don't i don't even think they have articles on their site or anything but yeah that's that's really all yeah is that something you want to get into article writing um i mean I, i've i've been asked to write before but Right now, I'm not. I'm not too sure. I'm, I've never been writing. Never been one of the things I like to do. So, even though whenever I did write, it was it was always something about something I liked and obviously like magic a lot. So I figured I could write, but uh, right now I don't think I'm gonna do anything like that. If you had the opportunity to do the, a lot of the guys are doing the draft videos or the match play videos. Uh, is that something maybe down the line you'd be looking interested in doing? Yeah, possibly. I mean, I've also been asked to do that too, but uh, I'll think I might I might end up doing it. But you know, there's, there's a lot of people doing it already too. But I guess you know, one more pro, I guess yeah. to, you know, to to do that wouldn't hurt. But yeah, I'll, definitely something I'll think about. What is your thoughts on how the Star City Games tour has helped yourself? And how things go with that? How do you think that's helped you as a player? Mm, uh, really? Like you know, it's definitely nice to have those tournaments. Like another, it's kind of like its own pro tour in a sense. You know, mm-hmm. like it has a big following. A lot of players play. Uh, you know, play for a lot of money, obviously. So you know, it's definitely. It's definitely helped improve my play too, you know? and it definitely helped me a lot for Worlds the week, the week of Worlds. Because had I not played in Richmond, I, I don't even know if I would have done as well as I did. Is there a now that you have those pro points right now? Mm-hmm. What is your goal for this year on the pro tour? Uh, for me, it's definitely reaching level eight. Like, I want to at least once in my magic career, I want to be. I definitely I want to be level eight, and I want to be kind of like what Martin Jews is doing. Just and Shuhei, they they go to every single Grand Prix and all the cultures, obviously. And I I just want to do that just once, you know, just experience that. So that's definitely my goal now. That's another reason why I went to Spain because I was, I was just trying to get as many points as I could. And then you know, starting off with nine points, only a quarter of the way through, it's it's a pretty good start. So, uh, what are you playing today? Uh, I'm playing rug. Playing rug. Yeah. And you said there wasn't really much variant to it. It was the kind of standard 75 that's been played. Yeah, it's it was basically it's the same. I think it's the same 
the same main deck that Alex Bernatini ran in the SCG LA, and I just changed the sideboard a bit, that's all. What is your best matchup with Rug and your worst matchup? Uh, I think my best matchup would probably be any aggro deck, like Boros or something. And my worst matchup would probably be Valkyrie or Eldrazi Green. Uh, do you think that this deck is well positioned against the, obviously, the, the blue-white menace? Um, I think... It's not well positioned, but it's definitely like you're definitely a favorite going to turn going to the match, but not not that big of a favorite. Probably like maybe 55, 45, something around there. You said you talked about your career and that you want to make level eight once in your career. At least once. <laughs> at least once. Okay, yeah. well, at least once. We'll get there right. At least once. How long do you want to do this, and then what would you like to do after this? Um, honestly, I'm not. I don't really know. I'm just. I feel like I want to be on the Pro Tour for like at least five years or something. Kind of like, you know, build a resume that potentially could get me to the Hall of Fame down the road. Assuming Magic's still around, which I think it will be. Oh, yeah. And as for after Magic, I'm not I'm not really too sure. I could possibly, you know, depending on how my magic career goes, could end up working for Wizards or something. So, so you would like to work for Wizards if that was possible? Yeah, definitely. Design, stuff like that. Yeah. When it comes to decks or design sets that they've come out with lately, did Infect bother you at all when it came out? Did it give you one of those kind of pause uh... moments? It was kind of more like, wow, like, I can't believe they kind of did that. But like, it didn't bother me. I thought it was definitely interesting because I never... The only, like, the only thing... The only the closest I ever got a Poison was like playing... What was it? Time Spiral Draft with like Jury and Sliver and stuff. But, I mean, I think... I think I mean, I like it as far as Limited goes. All right, I'll ask you. They're going to reprint the Titans in M12. At least that's the rumor because they're sure. giving him his promos. Is that good or bad? Uh, it's definitely more good than bad. Like they're, I think they're all pretty well balanced. So I don't. Like it's definitely not bad. That's for sure. The the leaked cards that came out of Japan for the newest set, um, showing Karn having seven in this plus four yeah. minus three in the ultimate ability. Your thoughts on Karn? If it's if it's legit, if it's truly the way it's going to be, what do you think? Is it playable at seven? Um, not really sure. I mean, I think it's playable, but I don't I don't like the whole Charizard kind of thing ability. But it's really not since once you ultimate Karn, you're going to win because you're going to have you're going to start you're going to start the new game with an overwhelming advantage and. There's no way your opponent's gonna win. Like you can just like plus four Karn twice on yourself and remove like two really good planeswalkers like Jason Gideon and then ultimate and you start a new game with Jason Gideon and Jason. You're just gonna obviously win. Is there is there a time now for you that you're because because you're young and really enjoying life with this and talk about through that? Uh, is there are you going to school? Not at the moment. Uh, I went I went to college for three years doing accounting, but in the end I didn't really like it much, so I ended up just dropping out. But um, I, I I plan on going back at some point, probably soon, hopefully in the fall, and 
I think I might get into math or something. Since math was always the subject I liked the most in junior high school and high school. Like yeah. like teaching? Probably not teaching, but maybe somewhere along the lines of uh, possibly using that to, I don't know, maybe do sports handling or something along the lines. Okay. And like but Paul Tian does. Yeah, kind of like the old Curacao guys. Because a lot of Magic players ended up doing that. And they're all pretty successful at that. So. Is there... What? Because a lot of them cross over from Magic into poker. Is that something you're interested in doing? Yeah, I've tried to do well at poker too, but I, I definitely, I'm not anywhere near. Uh, I'm not good. I'm not good enough to make a living off it or see any real income off it yet. But that's definitely one of the things I want to try and get better at for sure. And like David Williams, where yeah. he can just kind of step in and win hundreds of thousands at tournament, then come back and, and just play magic. And play yeah. magic like it's yeah. nothing. Yeah. Is there a moment? What is what are the mo- what is the moment you're looking for this year? I know you talked about top eight, but holding a Pro Tour trophy in your hand. Yeah. That, What's that, that moment going to be like for you? It's coming. It's, What's that moment going to be like for you? Let's say it's this weekend, and your deck runs the field, and you blow everybody away, and now you're staring there. You have Bill Stark there writing, writing your article. You have Rashad wanting you on air. You have us wanting to talk to you. What's that moment going to be like for you? I'm going to say it's going to be the best moment in my career. Uh, pretty much all the hard work I've been through, like all the, like the seven years of grinding, pretty much all paying off, you know? So, definitely a moment I'm, I've been waiting for for a long time, ever since I got into competitive magic. That's always what I wanted. What made you start magic in the first place? Uh, well, uh, I also like played Yu-Gi-Oh! And I had a friend who played both games, and he just introduced me to magic and ever since then once I learned about like the pro tour and stuff like that I I was just I was like this is definitely something I want to do is there anybody if you sit across the table from that even gives you kind of a little pause of this is going to be really difficult uh basically you know any pretty much any established pro or anyone that I rec- like, there are also like a lot of players that I know that are, you know, good enough to be on the pro tour who aren't, and people might not know them. But I actually look always look forward to playing players like that, because I just feel it brings out the best of me whenever I play. So it will definitely make me feel like if I see the parents and I see I'm playing loose about Vargas, I'll be like, oh, I can't believe I'm playing LSB. But like once we sit down and start playing, you know, I'm just like, you know, it's time to play. So again, we'll go back to this weekend. You're sitting there, final match. Who do you want to play? Who do you want to play and why? Who do I want to play? Yeah. Hmm. I don't even know if I can just name one player, you know? It would probably, I'd probably want to play one of my friends, to be honest. And maybe like Edgar Flores or something, you know? Because uh, just knowing that, like, regardless regardless of who wins, you know, we're both going to be happy with the outcome. No, knowing that both of us uh, are on the pro tour now, both had a good finish and stuff. So, yeah. your testing group. The group of people you work with, communicate with for this, we talked about Edgar. Um, you talked about what Jerry T's talked to you before. Is 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 that kind of the group of people that you kind of deck tech with, or? Um, I, like I don't. 
see, my thing is I don't really test much, but uh, I do, like, whenever it comes to, like, these tournaments, I, I definitely talk to them and ask them, you know, what the, what's the extra they would play, if they have a list. Like, Jerry, Jerry's helped me out with lists before in the past, Alex Bernicini, pretty much, you know, those, those, the players that are pretty hot right now that I've been friends with for a while now, they I always go to them when it comes to tournaments. All right, I gotta ask. Cherry T is putting together a ridiculous year on the Open Series. Yeah, yeah. Ridiculous. It's like every week he walks in and you just put an eight right there. <laughs> okay. You just might as well take that bracket and slap his name right in there. Might as well give him the trophy, right? Well, well, he's had some weeks he hasn't won the trophy. He's damn close every week. Yeah. What is it as an observer and a friend to see someone put together this kind of year? What is it like to just see it and know that, you know, this is really, truly groundbreaking? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's just, it just goes to show, you know, how good of a player he really is, you know, and how dedicated he is to breaking the format every single tournament he goes to. Every single, especially like, I know in the past month, there was uh, like four super tournaments in a row. So he would he would go in into those tournaments with his deck tag, and as soon as he gets out, right away he's just thinking about uh, how's he gonna break the format for the next one. You know, so it's just gonna show how much all his hard work pays off. So you're you're doing this, you're doing the Star City stuff, you're doing the Grand Prix. How many weeks are you gonna be out this year playing? Actually, I'm not. I'm not too sure. Like, because because of work, I'm not gonna play in as many Star City tournaments as I would like to. Like, I wish I could play in all of them, obviously. But uh, you know, my main focus is the Pro Tour. So, like, I'll go. I'll go to a, to a Grand Prix, even if it's overseas. Before I will go to a Pro Tour, like, I mean, sorry, to an NCAA tournament. But, like, I might. As far as the Invitational goes in Indy, I think I'm just gonna go to Singapore instead the week before Japan. So. Are you going to be able to do both? Both. Like, you, you do that, you're going to Japan. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm de- I should definitely be going to a pro tour. Hopefully, I can sort out some financial issues that I have. But, like, I know if, I, if I'm if i going to the pro tour, I definitely want to go to Singapore, too. I don't I don't, I don't want to go to the Invitational. I'd rather just try and play in another Grand Prix and catch more points. What do you do for a living? Uh, I'm just, I'm a taxi dispatcher. I work part-time, uh, I don't pay rent, so pretty much all all my, uh, like, my work is just to fund my traveling. Now, how much, you said you didn't use, what do you do for fun outside of magic? What's, what's, what do you do if it's a not, you're not going away, you're not going to an event, this is Saturday night, or this is Saturday, and you're getting ready to plan your Saturday, what are you doing? Uh, <laughs> honestly, I don't. I don't get to do much because most of the friends I have are, are, are Magic fans. Yeah. Especially like I don't I don't have many friends outside of Magic, and the deal with uh, my job is my job is at night, mm. so I I never get to do anything in the daytime because all my friends are at work, and then once they're all out of work, I have to go to work, and that's it. Sucks. That sucks. But uh, on the weekends, mostly like. If I don't have an event to go to, I most most of the times I end up going to John Finkel's place to draft. Uh, we play basketball sometimes. Uh, I'll go see a movie once in a while with some friends. But yeah, that's, that's about it, really. What is it like to do the Finkel draft? 
Gotta share that experience because, I mean, it's it's a unique experience. So share yeah. that, you know. I mean, I know I was a little nervous the first time I went, you know, because, you know, I didn't know John at all. But, you know, since I knew everyone who was there, they gladly accepted me. And, uh, and you know, it was, I just, I don't know, I just felt like, I'm trying to say it, like, it was definitely, I guess it was somewhat special, but it kind of, I kind of felt like, you know, it was just a bunch of pros just having fun playing the draft, you know? Well, why don't we do this? Since we're almost at 20 minutes, give me more time than I wanted, and I really appreciate this. Sure. Where can people find you at online or something like that so they can contact you or follow you or do uh, something like that? I got a, I, I made a Twitter account at the Morpho Goals, C. Calcano, and uh, I guess Facebook also. Most I do have... I usually accept most people on Facebook, but now I'm starting to get to a point where, you know, if I don't know you, I probably won't accept you, but... Time to get a fan page. Uh, like I don't Chapin? think I'd go that far. Uh, like, all, all, all those guys that have fan pages are all, like, like, you know, 2,500 friends on Facebook, and I'm, I'm nowhere near that, but... Um, it's like, I'll do the Twitter, like, Twitter is probably the best, the best place for now. Okay. Uh, is there anything else you want to promote, talk about outside of the MTG mom sticker that you're wearing that yeah. everybody wears? Yeah. Uh, Megan, just so you know, there are a lot of them wearing them this week, so yeah. she can't be here this week. But you know, okay. she was very upset about that. But you know, well, why we're doing that before we close out here? What is it like to have someone like Megan who is doing the things that she does for the community? What, what do you think about that? You know, she's always just trying to help out everyone. She does a lot of events, you know, brings cupcakes to all the players, stuff like that. It's just really good to have someone like that be a part of the community who just wants, basically, just wants everyone to have a good time and stuff. So, yeah. Well, on that note, this is Robert Kristen from Metamagic, and we're done.